this is the commercial property show, Australia. Show number 60. By the end of this podcast, you're going to know how to place an offer on a commercial property like a pro without leaving yourself open to any silly little loopholes. Hey, commercial property community, welcome to 2023. How good is it? We are back again for season four of the show. Can you believe it? My name is Andrew Bean. I am the host of the Commercial Property Show, the number one commercial property podcast in Australia. Thanks to you guys. And we have heaps of awesome content coming your way this year. And here it is. In today's show, I break down exactly how to place an offer on a commercial property like a pro. There are six main parts that you need to really look into when you're placing an offer in a commercial property, and I break them down in detail on how you should be setting them up. And at the end of the episode, I actually give you a little bit of a commercial property hack that can save you lots of money and heartache in future. So make sure you stick around for that. And I'm also going to be releasing a video shortly that gives you a lot more visual cues on this as well. So watch out for that. But first... If you guys are struggling to run the numbers on commercial property or worried about, you know, is this deal going to stack up because of rising interest rates and inflation, or, you know, you're trying to figure out how much value you can add to your commercial property, I've created a free resource on my new website at www.andrewbean.com.au. It's the free DIY cash flow kit, totally free comes with three spreadsheets to give you the ability to be able to run the numbers on commercial property easily without any mistakes. I also created the inflation risk analyzer. So you put in all of your details of your investment and it will show you how high your interest rates will have to go up for you to be underwater. Trust me, this is something that you need to be double checking before you invest in a property. So this gives you the insight to be able to check how high interest rates can go before you would actually be underwater and it will be a negatively geared investment, which is not what we want to be doing in commercial property. The last spreadsheet is a value add calculator. This gives you the opportunity to be able to calculate how much increased equity you can have on the property by forcing value, by forcing income onto the property. This is a really cool spreadsheet because it gives you exactly to the dollar how much extra value you can add to the property. I designed these free spreadsheets to be really, really easy for everyone to be able to use. And it's my gift to you guys for being such awesome listeners and making this show so huge. So go to www.andrewbean.com.au. Download the free DIY cash flow kit today and start running numbers on commercial property like a pro. All right, let's get to the show. So today we're going to be talking about 
how to actually place an offer on a commercial property. And it's very, very different to how you would actually be placing an offer on a residential property. So the main difference with commercial property and a residential offer is that when you're doing a residential offer, you'll probably be going to the bank and getting a pre-approval first. Then you'll find a property, you'll like the property, and then you'll get a building and pest done, and then you'll place the offer on the property. And depending on not whether you get the offer accepted or not, depends whether or not you either have you know, wasted your money getting a building and pest done, or you actually buy the property. So with commercial property, very, very different. The order of events are very, very different. And there are six main things that you need to take into account when you're placing an offer on a commercial property. So those six things are price, your initial deposit, your deposit at unconditional, your due diligence period, so it's called a DD period, your finance clause, and then your settlement clause. All right, so these are the six things that you're going to have in your letter to offer. All of them are negotiable. So with a commercial contract in its nature, every one of these pieces is, is negotiable. If you can get the, the other party to agree to it, so it's a win-win deal for everyone, then happy days, anything will roll. So the first thing you need to think about is the price. How are you valuing this commercial property? And when you're doing uh, any kind of negotiation, first off, you should try and think about how can I make it a great offer for the, the other party? What are their motivations? So are they motivated by price? Are they motivated by the speed of which they get the money? Do they want a unconditional contract with no finance clause and DD clause? If you can try and figure out the, the vendor's motivations, then you can craft the best kind of offer to give you the best chance of getting it accepted. So the way that you would do that is by asking probing questions to the agent. You know, why are they selling? What are they planning on doing with the money? You know, things like that. If you just ask why are they selling, usually the agent will more than likely give you the answer. And nine times out of 10, it's, you know, they've held the property for a long time. They're transitioning to retirement um, and they just want to get their finances in order. So all of these points um, can be points of contention that can be negotiated. All right, so putting an offer on a commercial property is a negotiation. A negotiation is like a dance. So more likely than not, you're gonna to have to have a few back and forwards to make each party feel like they've got a good deal. And the best way to, to put together an offer is trying to make it a win-win deal for everyone. You don't wanna have one side winning in a negotiation or feeling like they lost. The best way is really to be doing it in a win-win situation so both parties can walk away saying, you know, we got a great deal um, and we're really happy about it. And that's, you know, in general, that'd be the best way to do it, I think. You're looking at a property and say, for instance, I'm valuing this and I wanna value it and I wanna buy it at $2 million. Well, and $2 million was my highest price that I would be willing to pay, then I'm probably not going to be putting in $2 million on my first offer. I'm probably going to be putting in 1.9 or 1.8 and then potentially doing the dance to get to the price where I originally value it, okay? And then both parties feel like they got a deal um, and you can go forward with that two million. Now, the next piece of this uh, offer 
is the deposit, the initial deposit. That's very, very different to the deposit when unconditional, right? So in a commercial property, and this doesn't always happen, this is just the best way to do it with the least amount of money. So when you're actually putting an offer on a commercial property, you want to try and tie the property up and get your foot on it for the least amount of money that you can. So for a $2 million purchase, you might be putting say $5,000 of initial deposit or say $10,000. So this particular property um, is 2 million. So say we're going to try and put down 5,000 for this, and this might get knocked back, and you might say 10,000. You go, okay, 10,000 is still pretty good. It's not 10% or 5%, right? After the initial deposit, you'll go into the due diligence period in like when you're actually doing this. Um, but after the due diligence period, you'll get to the unconditional, and this is when the larger deposit will come in. So in normal terms, you'd usually have about a 10% deposit for residential and, and potentially commercial property. If you can reduce that to uh, 5%, then that's a lot better. If you wanna be trying to get these properties over the line with the least amount of capital in them um, to start with. So if you can get a, negotiate a 5% deposit, that'd be great too. So I'd start there and then potentially go up. So you would obviously want to start the lower end and then these can be all points of negotiation later on. So if the vendor comes back to you and say, no, we're not happy at that price, we want 2.1, well then you can say, okay, well, let's reduce the depo initial deposit. Let's reduce the unconditional deposit. So each time they ask for something, you should also get a concession back when you're negotiating. You shouldn't just say, okay, they want 2.1, okay, great, let's do it. Unless that was the real price that you wanted and, and you've already got exactly the numbers you want, but you really should, there should be a give and take in a negotiation. So after the uh, deposit, the initial deposit and the deposit went unconditional, you gotta start thinking about your DD period. Now, this is something that's a lot different to residential. You don't usually have a DD period in residential. You'll more than likely have a cooling off period depending on what state you're in, in Australia. So when you're thinking about DD period, you should really be in a normal market, should be around 30 days. Now notice the word that I put here. I didn't just write 30 days, I wrote 30 working days. And you could also put business days. This is vitally important to be put into your letter of offer because 30 business days or working days is a whole lot longer than 30 calendar days, right? You're not taking into account the weekends when nothing's gonna happen anyway. Very, very important that you put this in. And in a normal market, 30 days for DD would usually be okay in a commercial transaction. But from the last two years, coming out of this, the really, really hot market that we've been in, 30 days wouldn't usually cut it in your offer, so you had to reduce that. So you might even be looking at 21 days or even 15 days. Some commercial contracts could even be nine days if you're pretty confident that you can get the DD done, um, depending on how much you want of that property. And there could be a really good value add to the property as well. But 21 working days is a good amount of time to get all the things that you need to do in a commercial DD period, because commercial, like due diligence on commercial property is a really big beast. 
Um, you know, you need to be scheduling your building in pairs, scheduling your surveys, getting lease reviews, talking to the tenant, interviewing the tenant, looking at rental ledgers, lease reviews. There's just a lot of stuff you need to be doing in a commercial contract, a commercial due diligence that takes a lot of time and a lot of scheduling. This is the most important part of your, your transaction because this is the time that it's still conditional. You can get out of this contract. So if you're not happy with anything you find in DD, then you still have the, the right to be able to get out of that deal, get your deposits back. You will lose all of the money that you spent on the professionals to actually get the deal done, like your solicitors and things. But if you find something here that is untoward or was not initially advertised, then you can renegotiate this price as well. So whatever you find here, you can renegotiate to potentially get a better price or you can walk away from the deal, which is, happens all the time. So I had a deal last year. Um, I had an offer accepted. I had paid an initial deposit. I had conditions accepted. I had my finance settlement date accepted. And when they passed the contract to their solicitor, their solicitor advised them not to allow me to have a DD period. So I'd already got the contract um, given to my solicitor. They'd done a contract review and I'd started incurring fees, but they wouldn't allow me to have a DD period at all. And there was a lot of back and forth over quite a few months to get this DD period in there and they wouldn't let me have it, so I had to crush the contract. And I lost about $4,000 of solicitor's fees on, on that deal, but you know, if they didn't want me to have a due diligence period, what were they hiding? So I couldn't go through with it. I hope you're enjoying the show. We'll be right back after this short break. If you haven't checked it out already, and I know a lot of you already have because I've been crazy busy with all the consultation calls, but I've opened up a whole bunch of new services in my commercial consulting business, all aimed at helping you guys, the investors and other professionals, not only just getting the job done, but educating yourself along the way. They're all about educating you as the investor so you can do it for yourself as well. Whether that's crunching the numbers on a commercial property, figuring out the best market or location or area that you want to purchase in, giving you advice on a specific deal that you're looking at to making sure it stacks up, to even doing the due diligence for you and educating you how we actually do due diligence on commercial property. All of these services are geared at helping you, the investor, educate yourself and not breaking the bank. Or if you're just looking how to add value to your property and you can't figure out yourself and you need someone to look over your property to figure out how you can force crazy value onto that property. If you want to check out what I'm doing, go to www.andrewbean.com.au. Book in a free consultation. I only have time for a certain amount of consultation calls per week and they seem to be booking up very, very fast each week. So if, if you can't get in for a little while, I'm sorry about that. But if you want to check it out, go to www.andrewbean.com.au. The next thing that we need to talk about after we've got the DD period down is the finance clause. And now 
Getting lending on commercial property, on commercial finance is always difficult, it's never easy. This is probably where you'll have the most headaches uh, and you'll get the most gray hair. Always give yourself enough time to get the finance and you might already have pre-approval in place from a bank saying we're willing to lend up to this amount of money on this type of property. Um, but the bank will always need to have a look at it um, because potentially if you haven't bought it right at the correct cap rate up here, um, then they're not going to want to, to go into that and lend money to that deal. So the finance clause is vitally important and this is usually running concurrently with the DD period. So it could be uh, 21 days um, and you could do, it doesn't have to run concurrently with the DD period. It could be after the DD period if you could potentially negotiate that into the deal. Everything's negotiable. So with a finance clause subject to finance, you'd probably want at least 30 to 21 working days again. You need that word in there. The person that's going to be able to give you the best idea about this is your mortgage broker. So ask your mortgage broker what their advice is. Do you think this is gonna be a tight time to be able to get finance on this particular type of deal? Depending on what type of commercial property it is, whether it's got a good lease covenant or it's vacant, will definitely make a difference. So your mortgage broker will definitely be able to give you the most guidance on how long you should be putting in there. The next one is the settlement date. And now this is the one that is really interesting when you're putting a letter of offer or offer to purchase on a commercial property because a settlement date usually can be a fixed date, but the way that I'm teaching you now is actually gonna be a bit of a hack where it's more of a floating date depending on another part of the offer. So it just gives you more wiggle room. The settlement date is going to be 30 days. Now, I don't mind it being 30 days. Those are calendar days. You could put in working days if you wanted to have more time, um, but usually by this point of the actual deal, you do wanna get it done as quick as possible because you wanna start getting the cash flow in your bank. So realistically, you do wanna get it done as quickly as possible. So I'm okay with calendar days there. So the, the actual clause is the settlement date is 30 days after formal approval of finance. Now, what does that mean? That means that if you never get formal approval of your finance, then you never have to settle the deal. You know, so it's a floating date that gives you way more wiggle room, way more leniency to actually getting the deal done. So every single clause here in this, in this letter to offer is basically giving you an out. The more out clauses that you have, the better, um, because at the end of the day, you need time to be able to make sure that what you're buying is exactly what's been advertised, um, and then you'll be happy with what you've found, because it's not unusual for calculations to be wrong in an IM. You might find that the building's falling down, it needs to be some really big works or cap, capex on the roof or the, the stamping or something. Anything can happen in commercial property. It depends on the property as, as well, um, but it, you basically just need to make sure that everything is exactly what you thought it was and what was advertised and you're happy to move forward with the deal. Just a quick recap of how to place an offer on a commercial property. And you could call this a, a letter of offer, a letter of intent, 
an offer to purchase, whatever you want to call it. And you can put this in an email or a nicer way would be to put it into a formatted Word document and then save that as a PDF and send it as an attachment. So another quick tip, commercial property hack. When you're getting offer accepted and they have written up a contract of sale and they'll put in these, these conditions and now then they'll send the contract of sale directly to your solicitor, right? So your solicitor will go over the contract of sale and make sure that the clauses are correct. But more often than not, the selling agent won't send your letter of offer or letter of intent to your solicitor. So your solicitor has no idea of the original clauses you got accepted in your offer, right? So a quick hack for that or a quick tip for that, once you get an offer accepted, make sure that you send this offer, you email this offer to your solicitor so he can look at the two contracts, so he can look at the contract of sale, he can also look at your letter of offer and he can make sure that the clauses in a letter of offer that have been accepted are the same things in the contract because a lot of time, the selling agent, you will have written working days or business days in your offer, but they'll just remove the word. So then it means it's just calendar days. That's a big difference. They're cheeky like that, you know? Or they'll, they'll leave out a clause and they'll always take away this one, you know, working days. So it's, they get a little bit cheeky um, and you gotta make sure that you stay on top of it as the potential buyer. Another tip on this is also, once you get your letter of offer accepted by the vendor, you can have the vendor sign it as well. So when you come back to it later on, when their solicitor's like, no, we didn't agree with this, well, you can get out your letter of offer that you've had signed by the vendor, and you can say, well, actually, on this day, your client signed it and agreed to it. So if they can see that they've signed and agreed to it, then there's really you know, no contention there and they can't, they can't actually say, well, actually they didn't. Well, they did because they've signed it. So that's a nice little tip as well, is to after you get your offer accepted, get the agent to print it out or get the, the vendor to, to sign it and send a scan copy back to you for your records. And one of the things that an agent might also say or might also do is, why do you need all this? Why do you need a finance clause? What you can say is that, look, we believe everything you're saying. We're just reserving the right to check it all out and make sure it's all kosher. So I hope this has been valuable to you so you can start putting offers on commercial property like a pro and not leaving it yourself with any loopholes. My name is Andrew Bean. Don't forget to subscribe and hit me up on all of my socials just over there. And I'll see you on the next one. That's the end of another great show. Don't forget to check out my new website, www.andrewbean.com.au for all of the awesome new ways that I can help you with your commercial property journey. And remember, in the words of Grant Cardone, be obsessed or be average. I'm Andrew Bean, signing off. This is has been a developer life production.